Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Edit out my voice and there's some like models. <laughs> a robot voice. voice over the top of it. <laughs> yeah. Suzuki versus. <laughs> <doo-doo-doo-doo. laughs> I came to MLW for one reason and one reason only. I know what the champion makes and I know what I need. Now that I'm here, it's time to do what I set out to do when I signed that contract. Beat everyone in my path until I get to the champ. I'm coming for that strap, baby. Calvin Tankman, how are you doing? Good, man. Pleasure to be here. Nice to have you with us. Uh, There is so much to talk about with you, sir. Uh, Obviously, the big stuff with MLW Fight Club, MLW Fightland, sorry. Uh, Also, you rocking it in the Opera Cup as part of Fightland. You've got a fight against Monaro Suzuki coming up, but the most important thing, that we need to start on is have you seen the new space jam yet or not no i haven't oh because, uh i got hbo max and then realized you had to pay more for it so i was like ah, i might as well just go to the theater so i'm gonna have to pay more for it and then i just haven't had the free time i did go see the paw patrol movie though with my daughter she wanted to go see that but i didn't make it to see space jam in time but you 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 introduced uh, your daughter to the original Space Jam, which was always which was, oh yeah, which is uh, possible, which is one of the, one of the finer films of a generation. And I don't know about you, but I'm quite nervous at the prospect of watching the new Space Jam because the first one was so much fun. I feel like you just gotta watch it like with an open mind. It's a lot like wrestling, you know what I mean? Like no matter what you watch, you just gotta watch it with an open mind. I feel like too many people are watching it going into thinking that LeBron's trying to like take over as Jordan. In reality, he's just like filling his hero's shoes. He just wants to do the same thing his hero does. You know what I mean? It's like when you grow up and you see your favorite athletes on the Wheaties box. Nobody goes when you're actually on the Wheaties box 30 years later and says you're just trying to be like that person. You know what I mean? You're doing your own thing on the Wheaties box. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. You, you <laughs> march the beat. Is that is that on your bucket list? Is a Wheaties box on your bucket list, Calvin? Box? Yeah. No, no. I want a shoe deal. Oh, like nice. I want to be arrested with a shoe deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think about that all the time. Like I've never seen it. So like why why if you can see like, you know, Lamar Jackson on the cover of something, why can't you see top pro wrestlers selling tennis shoes? Like you see the young bucks putting on like Jordans and other people doing that in wrestling. So like why can't we get a sneaker deal too? I really like the idea of rocking a pair of Tankmans. 
That sounds good. Yeah. That like flows I, nicely. I, I grew up a sneakerhead, so like I love shoes. And then when I became a dad, I didn't have the money for the shoes that I used to. <laughs> so and now that we're getting back on track, uh, the collection is about to be growing a little bit. <laughs> which pair of sneakers uh, that you own are a, a pair of sneakers that, that you would never part with? If there was a fire in your house and you could save one pair, which would they be? So I, I'll tell you my favorite that I have, but they're beat up. But like they just have sentimental value because when they're the cleanest, I, I've had them since I was a senior in high school. So that tells you this is going on ten years of these shoes being around. But I have the Adidas Crazy Eight Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, the Crazy Eights were like Kobe Bryant's first signature shoe, the Adidas, way back in the day, and they had like purple Nightmare Before Christmas editions that were glow in the dark soles, like rubber soles on the bottom, and they had like glow in the dark speckles. And they only came out like right before that movie came out. They re-released them in 2012, and I got a pair. And those were like my favorite shoes. I remember I like nobody knew what they were, and like I was at the mall, and some guy tried to buy them off my feet. But the main thing we want to talk about is uh, this metaphorical desert island that we're going to send you to, Calvin. And you're allowed to take with you three wrestling matches to watch on a DVD whilst you are there. So let's get going. What would you like your first match to be, Calvin? Samoa Joe versus Low-Key, Fight Without Honor. I think it was the second Ring of Honor show. I remember you saying in a previous interview that whilst you were like a WWE kid, Ring of Honor uh, landed at quite a special time for you, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, It's one of those things where, like, as, like, I got older and, like, I, I just... I started focusing more on football and like I wasn't paying attention to WWE as much. Uh, like it was like the off season after like my sophomore year, like shortly after the season started, I saw Ring of Honor on HDNet. And so like the first thing I saw was uh, Generico and Scene. Like it was the, the episode after I believe it was Battle 2009. So maybe this is my freshman year. I can't remember. But uh, it was when Scene and Generico uh, split. And Steen just like murdered him with a chair for five minutes. And that's how they opened up the show. And I, I like the only thing I knew of Ring of Honor was from like PWI when I was a kid, seeing like black and white pictures of like Danielson, who I didn't know who he was. But like, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, they're in PWI. This must be cool. I just knew they were the company with the weird like turnbuckles. That's what I thought of when I was a kid. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So actually getting to watch it, being like, oh, so this is what everybody was talking about. And then getting to see. Uh, a lot of those wrestlers and talents that I hadn't heard of and seeing like how truly good they were, like, you know, the Kings of Wrestling, uh, Dark Cities and Frisco's, you had um, like even uh, Tyler Black at that time. Uh, that was the first time I'd ever seen him, uh, uh, all those guys. So like seeing that then really piqued my interest and got me back into it. But from all of those matches that you could have picked from Ring of Honor, and you've listed some some guys who've had some absolute bar, barnstormers in there, why go with Samoa Joe and Loki out of interest? Uh, so uh, when the first person to take me out on the road and really teach me beyond, like, moves, like, I got my beginning. Uh, I learned, like, trains, one of the basics. Then I got picked up by a guy named TJ Kemp, 
who was an old LVW guy, and he um, kind of taught me the psychology and the whys and the win and the mental aspect of the game. Uh, and then the first person to really take me out like out of state and teach me like this is what you want to what you have to do if you want to build your name in other areas and, and build your name with the Indies. Uh, he sent me uh, two matches. Uh, and was like, you need to pick these apart. And the first one he sent me was Samoa Joe versus Low Key. And the fight was on under, and I'd never seen it before. So, like, me seeing that and the way that match was totally different than 99.9% of wrestling matches you're going to see, uh, the style. I've always been uh, a big MMA fan, uh, trained for a little bit, have a wrestling background uh, in school. So, like, uh, seeing that aspect of it, uh, really piqued my interest uh, and and really like fueled my create creativity in the ring uh, and helped me like unbox some of the things that you see later on. Uh, so, yeah. So uh, you kind of why you received these matches then, and this one in particular, and you're told pick it apart, and you've already picked up like those elements of, of MMA in there, which you mentioned there. Is there a particular moment from this match that that without seeing it, you can sort of recall in your head beat for beat, something that really stayed with you? Uh, really just, so they're slugging it out at the end uh, and they're both wobbly and just the finish is them just standing in the middle of the ring swinging until somebody drops. Uh, and then just seeing the way the crowd reacts to that, like everything they did in that match came to that moment where they're telling that story. We've done everything we can at this point. We're just going to swing until somebody drops because we have nothing left. And so, uh, seeing that, like really, uh, really got the gears turned and really like it, it fires up that passion in you and gets you creative and saying like, I want to do something like that. I want to have that type of impact. I want to tell that type of story, you know? Uh, so that, that's really, I think something that, help mold me you've always had a passion um for wrestling at least from from what we see of you online there's always been that passion and drive there for wrestling but what was it that led you into football i can't help but feel calvin that you were kind of and and, and correct me if i'm wrong you kind of were sort of pushed towards football more than wrestling initially yeah so my family doctor uh ran the youth football league so i would talk about wrestling my parents knew nothing about wrestling. They were just like, ah, oh, whatever, I kid watching that. That's fine. Uh, and like, I would tell people when I grew up, I want to be a wrestler. And then my doctor would just kind of be like, you know, how are you going to be a wrestler? At that time, people didn't know about training school. So he was just like, looking out for me, he was like, how do you become a wrestler? Like, your chances of becoming a wrestler are very slim. But you might not make it to the NFL, but you got all the size and you could at least get you like get yourself through college playing football you know what I mean so he kind of pushed me then and then like I was an extremely large kid like by third grade I was like five three and like 150 and <sighs> nine years old yeah so like he put me in the football league it was supposed to be third and fourth grade and I was in the second grade and then by third grade I'd broken the kids arm in two places and was just I, I don't know. I was big and athletic. Like you see the way I move now. Like at that point, they had me playing middle linebacker and 
being the biggest guy on the field and I was quick enough to catch everybody. So um, it just kind of like, as I got older, uh, I watched a lot of football and like wrestling and football were like my two things. But I either wanted to be a pro wrestler playing the NFL. So uh, when uh did all that, when got to high school and started to see that that was kind of uh, something that I could accomplish, I was getting some letters from some schools uh, some interest from work, uh, Indiana University, uh, Indiana State, uh, some smaller schools. I got some letters from like Mizzou wanting me to red, red shirt. Um, and then uh, messed around and my grades weren't great, good enough to get in uh, to the NCAA. So I went to a junior college and then uh, two months into college found out I was going to be a dad. So I dropped out and got a job. To touch back onto the football thing, just uh, again, before we get into, as you say, they're becoming a dad. Um, the 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 kid whose arm you broke, can can you remember the moment it happened? Can you remember what, what you thought yeah. when you did it? I cried because I felt bad. Oh, man. He cried. And I made him, so like, I was, you know, I mean, I'm nine years old. Yeah. Like, There's like no age kid. to be doing it's something just, like that. Yeah. And like, it was just a, like a freak accident. Like, Coaches get you hyped up and what you're hitting people, you know what I mean? So, like, I'm nine years old. I'm getting grown men hyped up hitting people. So, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's what I'm supposed to do. So, I'm just, like, running into people as hard as fast as I can, which is what you're supposed to do. But, like, he – so, it wasn't really my fault. Like, I hit him and, like, his legs sweeped out from under him. So, he tried to catch himself with his arm and his arm bent under him. So, like, it wasn't my fault, but, like, I felt like it was my fault when I was a kid. So, I just remember – crying because you said before like you're you were a big lad for your age and and you probably would take a, a lot of that ownership on uh be, because you were as well um yeah you you talked about becoming a dad um and th- that the way you describe it there uh, and how suddenly your life changed that that sounds like it was something that was unexpected oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. what Definitely was um um, what was your expectations of fatherhood compared to your reality of fatherhood? So when you found out you were going to be a dad, what were sort of the things going through your head and compare it to sort of how you feel about it now, uh, all these years on? Am I ready for it? Like, am I going to be able to like, uh, financially be able to take care of a child? And, uh, like the biggest thing was like, it was happening earlier than I wanted it to, uh, but I always knew like I had uh, a, a great father in my life, and so like I just knew that like you know if I could take what he'd done and and, and try and do that to the best of my abilities, uh, then hopefully uh, uh, I could be a, as good a father as him. So it's just one of those things where uh, I wasn't ready, but I was thankful that I had. Uh, good role models to try and like mold myself and I, I like it's one of those things where you're, you're just learning like I said I, I literally uh I was eight, like literally 18 years old and three or four months out of high school graduated high school and I found out I was gonna be a dad so like fast forward to about a year around the time that I was supposed to, that would have been my year after graduating high school when my daughter was born. So like it thrust me into a whole nother uh, lane there. Like, uh, 
it forced me to grow up. Like I tell people now, like I'm 26, but I feel like an old man. Like I, I joke around with my friends, I call myself old dad all the time because like I like it's like totally different than everybody else. Like everybody else is thinking like even if you are 26, 27, and you are married, like you're not thinking about, you're still thinking about like, what are me and my wife going to do? What are we going to have for dinner? Like, you're just thinking about yourself. Like, at the end of the day, if you want to chase your dreams and like your wife's on board with you, and like, if you guys fail financially, like, it's all, it's just, it's just affecting you guys. Like, me, I'm thinking about not only building stuff for myself, but I'm thinking about like, she's seven. I got nine years to pay for her first car. I got 11 years to pay for college. Like, I'm thinking about, like, more in the future than uh, a lot of people that are, are young and 25, you know what I mean, just out of college, you know what I mean, first couple of years in the actual workforce. Like, they're just thinking about, you know what I mean, having fun, maybe finding some girl to hook up with, or if you're in a relationship, you know, maybe buying a house. But uh, nobody's thinking about, like, saving up enough money to pay for college, you know what I mean? They're still probably thinking about paying off their own college debt. So uh, it's, it's just a, a, a kind of a, a crazy ride to be on, but something that I'm glad I did because it helped me uh, mature a lot quicker. Uh, but a, an amazing ride it has been, and we're going to get to uh, a, b- a big part of your ride at the moment with your time in MLW, but let's pick your second wrestling match. What would you like it to be, Calvin? Ooh, uh, so we're going to go with um, Ruckus versus uh, uh, Trent Acid from Cage of Death 3. I believe it was Cage of Death 3. So when did you uh, first when did you first see this match? Can you remember? Ooh. I don't remember when I first saw this match. But I remember a couple of years ago, just like going through old Ruckus matches and watching them on YouTube. And I found this one on YouTube and I rewatched it. And I was just like, if you took them out of like the early 2000s indies and dropped them in the indies today, that match would still hold. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're doing things that like you see today. So like, it's still like, man, these guys were so ahead of their time and so good. Like if they were in our era right now, like, they would have had so many more opportunities than they did at the time, you know? Uh, what's a moment from that match that stays with you? Um, man. I don't know if it's like one major moment per se, as much as it is just the, like, Bell to bell athleticism and the awe of what they're doing. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, there are some matches that I feel like are all uh, story, and then there's some matches that you watch and you're just like jaw dropped by like the athleticism and the amount and, and what they're doing in the ring. Like, uh, I, I feel like there's less of that that, like, it's just one of those things where you're watching the, the story of the whole match is just uh, two guys that have had each other's number and this is this is it they've been fighting for years and this is it so they know everything that that's coming they know what the other guy has so it's like a chess game you know what i mean you're seeing counters upon counters upon counters you're seeing like you know what i mean things of that nature so it's one of those things where it's just like wow these guys are, are next level 
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Talk to me about when you signed for, for Major League Wrestling. Uh, an email from uh, MSL asking about if I knew about the project. Um, if I'd be interested in talking. So I was just really excited because uh, uh, at that point in time, uh, I, have, I had uh, little looks from other companies, uh, but nobody was ready to really uh, pull the trigger and... Uh, Give me that opportunity to prove that I that uh, uh, I could handle that, and then I could be that. You know what I mean? It was just one of those things where, yeah, he's good, but he's young and he hasn't had this opportunity, so it's a wild card thing, which I get from a business perspective. You know what I mean? I I, I can understand that, uh, but the fact that Court MLW said, "Look, uh, we're good, and we believe in you. We believe that if we give you the ball, uh, that you can and you can and give you the spotlight that." Uh, you can prove to everybody how good you are. And so uh, the fact that they really believed in me and wanted to give me the opportunity uh, uh, really made it easy. Uh, and ever since then, uh, they keep giving me opportunities and I keep knocking them down. So uh, I'm, ready. I'm ready and I'm excited to see what the future holds. Uh, the Opera Cup is in your future. And, and for those who may not be aware, for, for Major League Wrestling, like the Opera Cup is, is a massive part of the calendar year, isn't it, Calvin? Yeah. Uh, definitely. Um, it, it's probably next to my world title match. Uh, this is one of the biggest moments in my career. And I'd venture to say it might be even bigger because I feel like uh, nobody really gave me, nobody really truly thought uh, that um, I could beat Jacob Fatu being that I had just come into the company. Uh, I knew that I had an opportunity to, and I believe that everybody saw at the end of that match uh, that I could take that title. Um, but it didn't happen. So uh, I think I got kind of a pass then because there was no expectations on me. Uh, and I could say that now that I'm used to the bright lights at MLW, uh, now there are some expectations on me. Now it's time to go through uh, them right and uh, the haters wrong and uh, go show what I can do in the Opera Cup again. Some of the best competitors that they have, you got Matt Cross, you got Davey Richards, you got TJP, you got Lee Moriarty, uh, you got uh, Bobby Fish. Um, is there anyone I'm forgetting? You're going to be a part of Fightland, uh, which is coming out of um, uh, the former ECW arena. And, and that must feel special in itself uh, to be performing. Uh, it, 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 
a hallow, hallowed ground, a hallowed bingo hall, if you will, for professional wrestling. That must feel so cool. Yeah, definitely. Uh, like I said earlier, we were talking about uh, Ruckus and uh, Trent Acid. So uh, that's a place where uh, they helped build some of that history after ECW was gone. So uh, growing up on all of that, getting an opportunity to kind of uh, uh, write my little bit of history in that, in that building is something that sucks. Uh, MLW Fightland uh, will be available on Fight, and you can obviously keep up via Major League Wrestling socials as well. I want to touch on one more match. We, we're going to talk about your final match for your DVD, but I also want to uh, ask you about this because coming up this weekend, away from uh, Major League Wrestling, you're getting in there with Suzuki, with Monaro yeah. Suzuki. Now, the, Monaro Suzuki's had a, a had an amazing run here in America, or in, in America, and. How did it come about that you were stepping in there with him? And, and how are you feeling going into it? October is a big month for me uh, in MLW and outside of it. Uh, getting the opportunity to test myself against the top talent. And, uh, I mean, it doesn't get much bigger than the Norris Suzuki uh, when you come to uh, accomplishments in this business and what he's done and uh, the type of uh, legacy he's left behind and, and still has to write. So uh, being able to get in the ring with him is uh, literally like a dream. Uh, he's one of those guys that uh, uh, I watch a lot of too. So um, really the way it came about is the promoter uh, confirmed with me to make sure that I was going to be there on the first because we have him on, we have fight room on the second. So he wanted to make sure that I, I was going to be there. And I said, yeah, why? And he said, well, I'll have a pleasant surprise for you to announce in about 30 minutes. I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, not thinking anything of it. And then I come back to my phone, and my phone's blown up, and I look, and I'm like, oh, geez. All right, here we go. So you found Strap out at the same time as all of us then? Yeah, yeah. What, yeah. what, what is going through? <laughs> what, what, what bounces around your head with, with, with uh, that match on the horizon? Shit got real, and... <laughs> literally thinking that this is the biggest weekend of my entire life <laughs> with the, the opera cup and that yeah this is this the small uh, matter of the biggest weekend of calvin zeitman's career coming up this weekend <laughs> yeah which, which here's the thing uh if i make it to the finals of the opera cup that's four matches in two days so how do you how do you prepare cardio wise for four <laughs> matches in two days, Calvin? Like, because because you're a you're a uh, phenom as it is. Because as you say, you've always been a a large performer, but God, you you you've got some legs on you. It's incredible. And so, how do you like? What's what's some tips like sort of cardio wise? How do you prep for something like that? Uh, whatever you're doing, try and do double it, <laughs> double double it, and double it, and double it again. Yeah, essentially, uh, just. Like, even if, like, just push yourself. Like, well, wherever you feel like is, is normal before, you got to you gotta keep going in. And then also, uh, you got to work on your pacing. That's one thing uh, that, that I feel like has helped me come into my own is, uh, it's, it's the same thing as, like, MMA or something like that. You want to inflict your will in the cage. If you can keep the guy from getting where he is the best uh, in his fight game and you can minimize uh, his strength, uh, then you have a good chance of winning. So that's just the key to it. It's a game plan thing. If I can slow them down and make them feel every strike that I give them, 
then that allows me to keep my keep keep catching my breath and I can keep hitting them and knocking the wind out of them. Uh, so it's really a, a game plan thing and just working on that party. Amazing. Okay, we've got one more match for your DVD, Calvin. So what would you like your third and final match to be for the Desert Island? Third and final match. Uh, it's a Suzuki match. Uh, he decided to wear the all-white gear because his opponent wore the all-white gear. They have the sleeper hold on the apron, uh, and he chokes him till he passes out, and he just drops. You know, do you remember what match that is? I cannot. Who's he wrestling? Ah! Um, I'm trying to remember which one you mean. Because um... there's literally okay, so there's a spot where brothers on the apron and Suzuki's fighting him, and he grabs him in a sleeper hold. Dude's feet falls off the apron. He's literally hanging by his throat, and he chokes him until he's lifeless, and then he drops him and he falls face first on the on the concrete, and you just hear the crowd like, "Oh my god, he's freaking dead!" And like just that, and watching Suzuki just smile with this like disgusting smile like yes i killed him and you all watched and i'm so proud of it like that that's just we can't remember the match but we know it's good to know it because it's a move for you to look at i can't out remember for. the opponent yes watch so if if you do post this on youtube wherever you post this there's going to be i feel like 10 people that are going to comment the, tell the, me com- the comments will tell us we could always add it in we'll okay. leave a space watch, on the I'll dvd Please I'll do. Send you a DM, and then there'll be like the little like you edit out my voice, and there's some like <laughs> monos. A robot voice over the top of it. Suzuki versus. I'm gonna do it. Do you think I won't? I'm gonna do it. <laughs> Hell yeah. The match Kelvin Tankman was talking about was Minoru Suzuki versus Janaki Yama. It's from Pro Wrestling Noah in 2006. Watch it. Seriously, these guys batter each other, and it's really, really fun. <laughs> Calvin, it's been it's been wonderful to chat to you. Where can people keep up with to date with everything that you're doing? Uh, Twitter and Instagram uh, at Calvin Tankman, Facebook.com slash Calvin Tankman One, uh, and then uh, head on over to MLW Shop, get you some Calvin Tankman swag. Show up to the show, like come with a shirt. I'll give you a high five, maybe a hug if we have masks on, like a social distance air hug. We'll talk about it, but yeah, show up to the show, give me some support. Uh, I'm gonna need all I can get because. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from.